0: So this is another why not? So you know this is going to be the disclaimer. If you have not watched the movie that we're about to discuss, which is *The World According
2: to Garp*,
1: count yourself lucky.
2: <laughs> Phil, did you just shit yourself? No, yeah, the thought of discussing this movie, yeah, made, kind of made me shit. Yeah. Oh well,
1: I believe, I believe the past tense is shat. Oh
2: shat. Yes. Is that really a word? Yes. Oh my God.
0: Well, with that being said, in uh, Phil's irritable bowel and. And play here.
2: <laughs>
0: Go watch the movie. Decide for yourself. And this is going to be one of those interesting why-nots where we're going to have a couple of different camps on hey, this we'll one. Yeah, we got
1: a divided camp this time. Mm-hmm. So,
0: take a look at the movie and then come back and listen to our discussion. Oh. This is Josh. This is Phil. This is Nick. And as the disclaimer said, this is why-not. Uh, roll the corn and garb. But I'm going to get us onto the freeway off ramp real quick because Oh, yeah. Because this is our show. We can do whatever the hell we want. And
1: Well, yeah. We should start it off with a very cool story. Yeah, it's oh. a very
0: cool story. <laughs> because we won't be really recording uh, nowhere possibly with everybody together in the near future. Just scheduling-wise, it happens.
2: Mm-hmm. And if there's you, why.
0: If you have an issue with it, we have an email. <laughs> Our
1: pseudo-celebrity, Philip Morgan. Yeah, Our
0: pseudo-celebrity, Philip Morgan, has a very cool story to tell, and I want it on wax. Okay. Um, Let me do this disclaimer. Due to circumstances beyond his control and legal reasons, he will not be discussing the title of the production he was on. But he's going to tell us a really awesome story.
1: Okay. (laughs) And due to the fact that some of our listeners may be under the age of, I don't know, 25... Uh, putting something on wax means recording something on a record.
0: Yeah. There we go. And I've said that enough times. If you haven't looked it up yet, <laughs>
1: go fuck yourself. There you
2: go. <laughs> okay. Phil, well, the floor is yours. Well, what happened is I was, uh, um, I'm was i doing a lot of extra work lately, and I was uh, uh, an extra in the show where I was playing a John. Now, I thought it was a character named John, but then you guys, <laughs> oh. when I told you guys what I was doing, I said, hey, John do you guys up informed up a me. Yeah, a guy. Well, it's time for hookah time. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I'm, I was, I was playing hookah time, the real game. Time to down for
1: yeah. the right price. Yeah,
2: yeah. So they informed me that a John is someone that goes out and gets accompanied by ladies of the well, evening, cures
1: himself a hooker, yeah, escort or something of that nature. Yes,
2: for the sake of coitus. So anyway, uh, I'm not going to do it. I, I, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. I, I was just I was just baiting you. So anyway, you are a master one. Then. I figured figured out what that was. Fucking. So or no 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 no. I oh John. Figured out the John. Oh. and uh, fucking like, euphemism. Okay now euphemism- I know euphemism for quarters. Yeah Sorry. so now I knew what my character was <laughs> euphemism uh, knew what my character was supposed to be. So anyway they gave me a costume you know they they were happy that I could tie a tie and stuff like that and originally um, I'm being led off by a young lady uh, by my tie. And uh, you can hear the director and the uh, co-director, they're off in a room somewhere, but they're watching on their monitors. You know, this is a real professional set, yeah. you know. And I hear the snickering after, uh, after I go up the stairs and pass one of the principals. Uh, you know, I'm being led by my tie up the stairs. Okay, that's what my, what's happening to my character. So then they go cut, and then uh, they're like, uh, reset, let's do that again. And then before we go again, I hear uh, I hear uh, some more snickering, and I hear the director going, uh, "Tie guy, do you think you could tone your smile down a little bit? <laughs> that was a bit much." Because I guess uh, when I was being led by my tie up the stairs, I uh, I think I had uh, what I would describe as a shit eaten grin on my face. Who not? Uh, okay. Who not? Who
1: not? Who might have to eat grill on face? Yeah, exactly. So See, just tell the story. I get all hot and bothered. Like,
0: well, he's, he's telling me this at uh, Jack in the Box on our way back from Kamikaze. I'm laughing my ass yeah. off. Because I, we know Phil enough where he's yeah. like, he, he's enjoying every moment of it. Not the fact that he's with a hooker. No, but i enjoying it on the set.
2: On the set and just be like,
0: why am I doing this? Right. Yeah, exactly. So
2: I'm just uh, legitimately having a real good time on set. And that, you know, I think I was out of character. And it was just me smiling being happy that I'm filming a movie, but kind of forgot that I'm a character that's probably done this several times and probably shouldn't have had... You've seen my smiles. Yes. I I have got a very animated face.
1: highly, highly doubt that it was just you, sir. Um, I've been in many, 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 many a stage production with you. Yeah. And uh, in in most cases, every director I've ever seen has had to reel you in just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. I mean, I know... No, yeah, that's you, though, man. Well, at like least like from a said, stage perspective, It's I know like you said, I'd rather have a
2: director talk yeah, me down. Bring
1: you in and have yeah. to talk you into the role, you know? Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. And like I told you when we were there, it was like, <laughs> at least they laughed about it and kind of just knew that... I, it wasn't you trying to ham it up. It was just, honestly, you being like, on with a... Oh, what
1: the
2: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So No, no, they did not give me too hard a time. Uh, they only had to tell me once. Brought it down, and after that, it was... That was wonderful. Let's do it again. When he, that was great. Let's do it again, huh? When he says they only had to tell me once, I get this vision of, like... You know them going, don't do it
1: again, and they hold up like a wooden spoon. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, paddle your ass, sir. Oh, exactly. Know. It's like for the love
2: of God, tie guy. Yeah.
0: Stop smiling. You know well, they did the wooden spoon thing. That it could have been thrown into the scene with the hooker. It was like that's the dude's kink.
2: That's yeah. very true. Yeah. See, I, I, but you're
1: you're the professional. Yeah. I would have been the guy that they told. You know, hey boner guy.
2: <laughs> uh, you want to put that lethal weapon away, right?
1: It's a derringer. But hey, you yeah. know,
2: yeah, exactly. So like I said, I just I just had this grin on my face and. I um, I, I I must have made the director's day. Oh, you guess, mean, <laughs> from
0: what it sounds like, from what you've told us about it, you made a lot of people's day because, especially with like the girl that was leaning around, and when you said sh- "shitting and grin," oh yeah, she, she was, was I like,
2: "Never heard that term
1: before." Right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you held a, a nice dialogue with her, and yeah. you know, there was a uh, you know a very professional hug afterwards. Like, yeah. thank you very much for working with me. And mm-hmm. I think we all surmise pretty much the same thing. A lot of these. D bags that are you know down there in Hollywood are right. picking people up and hey what better place to flirt with somebody when she's half naked oh, yeah
0: you no. know? And when you're supposed to be professional on a set yeah. and everything and these girls are trying to do their They're job as an ro- yeah. actress and everything and then yeah. they get these multiple D bags going like hey why don't you keep that on and we can go get a drink
1: and that's something I love about Phil Phil is oh, yeah. a consummate professional exactly <laughs> so much, um, he's a
0: constant constant Constipated? Com- yeah, 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 yeah. He's a a nice guy. Yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, you know, Phil, it it just tickled me something, you know, fierce when I saw the text come across, and you're like, oh, I'm playing a John in this is and then when we, ex- I just kind of chuckled. I'm like, I don't think he has any idea what that is. So then yeah. they texted me, I'm uh, on
2: set, and I got this uh, text like, hey, Phil, let me uh, let me clear you into what a John is, and I think I sent you back something that said. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing porn? <laughs> and I think I said I'm glad I wasn't the other guy because like, I, I, was, uh, I told them I was a hop, skip, and a jump away from being one of these guys that was supposed to be caught with his pants down and probably just Whoa. a tie uh, in this one scene. I, it was between me and another guy, and they went with an older gentleman, but it was really close. I'm telling you, the
1: directors <laughs> have no idea what they missed out on. <laughs> well, because I, if... if Those, you know, who are close to the show and know us personally and have ever seen Phil on stage, (laughs) Jesus, that would have been... They would have had to have, like cut, and just died laughing at <laughs> Phil running with his pants down. Yeah, it
0: would have made the gag roll. You would have been your own DVD extra. Absolutely. Sweet. But also, too, even that, like they gave, they <clears throat> were having you try to calm down your smirk being led by a tie, stand there, and you're it. Right.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, there'd, there'd be no way. But as it is, um, they uh, didn't leave me from the tie. It's like, oh, leave him by, from the hand this time. You know, because maybe, maybe, the, maybe the tie was a little too cartoony, but... You know, the, the the person I was working with, she was having she was having a lot of fun with it, you know, Good. so yeah. Well, uh, look who
0: she was working with.
2: Yeah, exactly. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you. So that that's the story. Yeah, that's 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 the story. I, I was also uh, filmed where they actually for the first time, uh, you know, an, uh, an action sequence where there was a pop gun, you know, film. Oh, yeah, shot! So shot. shot. So I'm like, oh, wow! I'm in an action scene. Well, I'm okay. Well, I'm I'm just past the action scene, but I can hear it, and I hear it every time. You know, the guy pistol whips the guy, and you know, takes two shots to the side as as like it's like I'm warning you. It's like get down, bam, bam, and then plop. You know, I I hear that, and I I got to a point where I was I was in the back. You know, I, like I said, I'm not doing it. I'm just I was I was doing the guy's dialogue in the background, going going Get down, motherfucker. bam, bam. You know, I'm <laughs> just like you know uh, do, doing it back there. People, I'm I'm with other people, and I'm just like okay, like, I got this. We have done this six times. I got it, and I got it perfectly in sync with the guy bang bang i knew when he was going to do the gun firing and i knew when he was going to do the pistol whip and then even when the guy hit the ground i had time because you could hear all this they they, they were cracking up because i was going bang bang whop, plop and I, like i said i wasn't making noise but i was doing it. Yeah, i yeah. was doing movements with it and then all the way down to the guy falling <laughs> you know, they, they, like, could you
0: imagine the grin Phil would have on his face if he used one beam pistol whipped
2: <laughs> Oh my God, that would have been a dream come true. <laughs> you're supposed to be dead. You Can't
1: have a shit-eating grin as you fall into the floor um, you know.
2: Oh, uh, is this is too
1: much fun. I'm what, part of the magic.
2: What? What can I say? I just, I just love my work. Uh, no, I'm it. I'm you bit. Yeah, but uh, th- th- that's that's the story. I hope that doesn't. Uh, that well, that wasn't too much or anything. No, no, uh, but I mean, mm. from something
1: that you're very proud of to something yeah. that. We're not so very proud of.
2: No, right? <laughs> the world according to GARP. Yes,
0: we're oh, yeah. going to the world according to GARP. Uh, like we said in the disclaimer, it, this one is a divided one for us. It is, it yeah. is. So, uh, before we get into the giggle berries on this, the tidbits. Right, right. Uh, let's get to the cast and the information that we okay. usually do at the beginning of every Fucking episode. Fucking
2: giggle berries. Giggle berries, uh, I like that. I had to change it up. Yeah, uh, fair enough. I like that. Well, we got the cast. We got Robin Williams, of course, as GARP.
3: T.S. GARP. Not the bastard son of Jenny Fields.
2: We got Mary Beth Hurt as Helen Holm.
3: There's another kid. I'm sure you're gonna like too. Really? What's he like? Can't tell yet. Quiet type. Yeah, real. It's very young. A real baby. I invited him over to meet you. When? Should be here in about seven and a half months.
2: Uh, Glenn Close as Jenny Fields.
3: My name is Jenny Fields. Are you a prostitute? What's it to you? Hello. My name is Garb. My mother and I were just passing Your by. mother? I'll be glad to pay you.
2: John Lithgow, uh, as Roberta Muldoon. ...use a corny line like this, but... Haven't I seen you before? You like football? Oh, yeah, I used to watch it quite a bit. Well, you might have seen me. I was a tight end with the Philadelphia Eagles. Number 90, Robert Muldoon. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had a great pair of hands. Yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I personally think John Lithgow is the saving grace of this film. See, I've got do. something. I've got something positive. No, He oh, did right? do a tremendous job in this <clears> film. Yeah. Oh, and then we've got real live married um, actor and actress couple. Hume, Hume Cronyn as Mr. Fields and Jessica Tandy as Mrs. Fields. You know, close closest Hume parents. And they they Tandy. those, those garp. garp. Yes, Garp. Sounds like a fish. I, the chemistry they have obviously is re- very real, and I love it when they're on. Yeah. on, on uh,
1: And they were doing yeah. it for a bazillion years. Yep,
2: yeah, they they were, and I, I like the fact that uh, well, you know, you just uh, you know you you don't you don't you don't see that uh, anymore. There wasn't enough of them, but hey, you know, at least they got them on board. Yeah, exactly. And we got swoozy swoozy Kurtz as yeah, the Swoosie hooker. swoozy Kurtz's hooker. Uh-huh. Uh huh. James McCall is young Garp. Uh. Uh, Peter Michael Goetz is John Wolf, and then we got a lot of people that have no pictures.
1: Well, Amanda so. uh, Plummer is that her name? I'm trying to remember. She plays. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Damn. Is it Pooh? No, 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 no. Sorry.
1: No, she's not Pooh in that one. It's
2: she Amanda Plummer is wife, isn't she? No, no, no that's Ellen James. That's Ellen. Mary, yeah. she's the one that uh, got, James, yeah. got raped and yeah. got her tongue cut. Oh yeah, me. she's Ellen James. Okay, yeah. that's she's it. A she's a a Ellen. Do you
1: know her better as the psychotic sister from "So I Married an Axe Murder." Yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: and uh, Tim Roth's partner in Pulp Fiction. Isn't yes, it? Yeah. absolutely, yeah. and a lot of uh, Tarantino movies. Yeah. Um, and let's see here. Uh, Pooh was Brenda Curran?
2: Yeah. And we got Young Cushy and Young Poo. Yeah. As well as Jenny Wright as Cushy.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of good names in there. Uh, there was definitely we had to mention Pooh, Brenda Curran, mm-hmm. and then also to Amanda Palmer as. Oh, I
1: can say Pooh one more time, please. Poo. <laughs> yeah, we had
2: we had to mention Pooh.
0: <laughs> and then uh, uh-huh. Ellen James, we did have to mention her because she does play a pivotal.
2: Oh, you know what?
0: Sequence in the movie. Uh, no, no. I think All a right. very
2: pivotal thing. I think we I got to get this out of the way. Thomas Peter uh, Diakos as flying baby Garp.
1: How hey, yeah. yeah. about <laughs> we cover that? You know, the opening <laughs> credits. No, um, yeah,
2: it's it, it's such a fucking weird movie. Um, before we
0: really get into that, let's go into the director. Director, yeah. and you
2: want to know what he's else is uh, known for? The director directed this movie, and he also directed one of my favorites, Bush, Cassidy, and the Sundance Kid from 1969. Oh, that's right. Because okay. we got to
0: remember with this movie, especially mm-hmm. with how weird it is. Because when we get into discussion mm-hmm. about this, you know this movie is going to be weird. It is
2: 1982
0: for that time for 1982 mm-hmm. for this kind of a movie to come out. It was. It, it shows why it flew under a lot of radars. Go to
2: Hollywood, man. I'm telling you. And this was one of the second-to-last movies that he did. He did uh, The World According to Garp, then he did The Little Drummer Girl, and then the last thing he did in 1988 was Funny Farm.
1: Yeah. okay. Uh, but oh, he's also okay. big uh,
2: for The Sting. You guys remember The Sting? Yes. Uh, Shot 1977. Shit, yeah.
1: The Sting. do 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 do
2: Yep. Uh, I've already mentioned uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sunday Dance Kid. Uh, Toys in the Attic, which I believe uh, was a uh, V.C. Andrews now book that's, or something. Was right? it... Is that a follow-up to Flowers in the Attic? Uh, it might have been because no, Let me, let me take like, Lifetime
0: up. has been doing a bunch of those. Uh,
2: Sisters Carrie and I have been supporting. Oh uh, Toys thing. in the Attic
0: is a totally different uh, totally
2: different film. Yeah, totally different thing. Okay. So from the fu- sorry, oh, sorry, no. I think I was thinking Flowers. Yeah, we're flowers, thinking flowers in the Attic. Yeah. My bad. Um, uh, mm. I guess another are, fucked up movie. Yes. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, throw out the budget real quick. The budget for this movie was seventeen million dollars. Uh, from what we were able to research and everything, because IMDb didn't really have the correct uh, numbers. Right. But for right as of right now, as of now on uh, Wikipedia, the total gross of World of Card and Yarp is 29 million. But you can, okay. yeah, you can only imagine though how long it took them to get at least past their budget and at least make a profit. Because like we said, and the discussion will lead through it. This is a weird movie.
1: Well, they may have hit the mark early on, and because it was so stylized in '82, there was a lot of avant garde. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, just yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it may have made it uh, made its money pretty quickly, and we don't know if that's a combined total with like box office, box office, or home video as well. Syndication, because yeah. it, it's one it's of those movies you flip we'll around catch and it go, on go oh, oh, "Wait and a second, every yeah. now and, then, and you know."
0: Um, I guess before we really jump into the story of it, um, oh,
2: yeah,
0: I'll I'll throw this out. It's a given if you're a listener of Nowhere California in general. I like weird crap.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: uh, Phil, I
1: like weird crap too. Don't get me wrong, but but this is weird. This this,
0: one, this, this is weird and this impressive. This
2: takes so much kick. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I know I knew leading into us deciding to do World According to Guard because uh. I I kind of had a feeling it would lead to what we're gonna get here. Is the divided camps. Like I said, I like weird movies and I'll watch this one multiple times. A lot of people would look
2: at this one and go, mm-hmm. Yeah, one and done, I'm I'm good. <laughs> well when we were going through the Robin Williams thing, I'm like, didn't we have Hook in there something that I like and <laughs> yeah. uh, the list? Yeah, uh, but you know
1: <laughs> but that yeah. will be coming. Oh good. Yes. good. <laughs> in time for my
2: birthday. And this is going to be our wrap up.
1: Yes. That's my birthday. Yeah, I was curious about test, that. I'm just, I
2: I just thought it was funny because um you know, we got we, we got two in the bag. I'm like, uh, you know, we had uh, a couple that was there. I'm like, well, i d- own that one. Okay, I don't own that one. I don't own that one. And then we got to this one. I don't own that one. God, did well, we pick it? Did I vote? I think. <laughs> That's what I was trying to figure out. Honestly, it's funny. I, I,
1: for, for this film, I, th- I think yeah. it's it's not so much that it's weird, just weird. It's that a lot of the... the... It's
2: the subject matter?
1: No, the subject matter didn't really bother me nearly as much. It, it's more the the timing and placement of how certain things are done. When Is the the yeah. the Would ex-
2: yeah, it the execution? you call it the execution of the film? or um...
1: Well, yes, in some... Instances. See, I don't know how the book was written, right? Yeah. So I don't know exactly if it, if it, you know, follows that well, closely. You know. Yeah, but uh, you know, like, uh, well, for instance, when Garp finds uh, his his wife having an affair with one of her students, yeah, and she's yeah. blowing him in the driveway and bites his junk. off. Yeah, well, but he. It also is the death of There's his kid, one yeah. of the kids.
2: Well, then, should we talk about uh, Steve um, uh, Steve Teshi or, or Teshish? Is that what you say? That Does Steve Tishish? Tishish?
0: Yeah. the writer. Uh,
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is the writer that wrote the screenplay. John Irving did the novel. The novelization. Yeah. yeah this is the novelization. This is the <clears> screenplay. <throat> so maybe this part of the problem it might be. be because of uh, this H- his interpretation of it. Yeah. You know, well, God
1: rest his soul. It's yes. not yeah. a shocking thing to see. Okay. Max, People taking liberties. Max right. Brooks writes an amazing novel in, the, yeah. in World War Z. Uh, Brad Pitt's company comes together, does it in their mm-hmm. own vein, and yeah. it's nowhere um, the only near... Only d-
0: uses the book to wipe their butts.
1: Yeah, it's nowhere near what it should have been. Right. But uh, also, too, you gotta,
0: you'd gotta, have to hopefully think back in the 80s, in that time when, I guess, the adaptation idea was still kind of gestating. It was still in its evolution, because not too many big adaptations are probably going on.
1: Well... No, I wouldn't agree with that. I mean, Gone, well, Gone with the Wind was an adaptation of like, Yeah, well, to the, the extent book. of like, a book Wizard like this. Wizard of Oz, this. you know? Yeah. You,
0: you get, like, Wizard of Oz, Gone <clears> with <throat> the Wind. It's like, oh, this, this is gospel. Go with Gone with the Wind. You go by the book. Right. You get something like World Court and where It's about a lady having a kid out of wedlock with a comatose.
1: Yeah, it's very odd. Yeah. It's just a very yeah. odd book. Does it stay in there when the book was written?
0: Oh, um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, it was 1979 the book came out. 78,
2: you dumb shit. Wow. 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 <laughs> well, we took such a long pause, and then he comes back with the wrong date. You have to understand how funny that is. It
0: is fucking funny. And annoying. then he goes to the punch to the taint. I know.
2: Well, <laughs> oh, that's not a punch to the taint. You just no, suck me. it up in the room of your fucking date, sir. You just Jesus nah. Christ, man. For Where's your head? You know, you let these people wait. We do this research. That scared the fuck out of me, <laughs> i over here across the table. For a guy <laughs> with a birthday in July. Oh, that's
1: why jumps. he
2: sits with you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so pissy. Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> my bit, birthday okay. in July? Uh, it was
2: October. Oh. You forgot my birthday too, you bitch? <laughs> I see how this wow, is. you're
1: fucking ballsy. Not for long when he keeps
2: punching him, yeah, right? exactly.
1: oh, you. Yeah, exactly. You're off him. my
0: greeting card list. Yeah. You know, more awards yeah. of Nick. Fucking get it over with. Yes. <laughs> so um, i so sorry.
1: 1978, 1978. We, we get the novelization uh, from Irving. Uh, uh, oddly enough, he was not a screenwriter. Yeah. It was that uh, weird name you rattled off.
2: Um yeah, she, she, she. and you go ahead and scream at me, that was a weird name. Dude, I Steve Toshi. Toshi. Toshi, Yeah, Steve Tushy. We'll go with Steve Tushy.
0: Tushy, there you go. He, he's dead so he won't get pissed.
1: Yeah, okay, fine. Right. Uh <laughs> Tushy Boy. Yes. So Mr. Tushy wrote the screenplay for this, which I, I find odd because, you know, like I was pointing out in uh, uh, Jaws. Uh, Peter Benchley wrote the novelization for that and was also the screenwriter one of the screenwriters for Jaws to keep it in the same vein and all that stuff so it just seems seems a little weird it it may
0: be one of those things where Irving was probably like this is one of my bigger books it's probably not one of the more popular books so he's probably like why are you adapting it just give me a check yeah
1: Yeah, it could be it could have been
0: that or he could have just been like Okay, this is to it because if we actually probably read the damn book, it probably helped. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: I know the thing is. Oh look, man, the problem is, is we saw the movie and that was fucking painful. That was enough. Uh... Yeah, that's
0: true. And me being who I am, I, anytime I do watch the movie,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I've always thought about like, okay, maybe I should read the book, but also too, as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> oh
2: yeah, right. yeah, it's the same thing. It's like it's like okay, if this is what's in um, you know, in in the screenplay. What on earth is in the book? Is it gonna exactly. make any more sense? Exactly you know, or is right. it gonna be even weirder? But I mean nineteen seventy
1: eight, we're still in the middle of uh, or the tail end basically of the sexual revolution from the sixties. Right. Seventies there's key... a lot of you know, the disco era with a lot of people just having promiscuous sex. Studio fifty four, you know, yeah. all of that well, stuff. Well that's so, a
0: key proponent of the whole storyline too, is right. the sex, sexual revolution yeah. and the feminine Wow. Well, and there's
1: so, like, every character, every main character <clears throat> is so over sexualized. Garp. Right. You know, uh, right. actually, I'm sorry, take it back. Let's, let's start with uh, T.S. Garp. My name is T.S. Garp.
3: What's T.S. stand for?
1: Terribly sexy. I used to be terribly shy, but I changed. Technical Whatever. sergeant is what Technical sergeant his name. is what the, what it stands for. His mother, uh, Helen, or I'm sorry, Jenny. Yeah, Jenny. Mother, uh, Jenny, is a nurse in World War II, and she's taking care of a basically a a vegetable. A vegetable dude who had these Pretty crazy much sexual number. tendencies. Yeah, and so she would give him handies all the time, hand jobs. Yes. Uh, and she decides that she wants to have a baby, but, but not without a, a man, yeah, without a husband. So she takes some of his semen, artificially inseminates herself, names him, you know, T.S. Garp,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and there you go. So, Or names him T.S., not T.S. Garp, but names him T.S. Mm-hmm. And that's how we get.
2: Robin, yeah. Robin, yeah, yeah, um, and then we spend I think the first fifteen uh, minutes of the movie with a Robin Williamsless film, right? And mm-hmm. y- that's we what got Robin Williams first. where we get, get the to Robin Robin yeah. we get where, to which, baby. I do, and, totally, do oh, yeah. not blame you on that because yeah.
0: anytime you're a sinner, ain't watching any Robin Williams movie where it is that where they have a little mm-hmm. chunk of time where it's like he's not there. It's like. This ain't the reason I'm watching this. Yeah, Just, no, yeah. I mean, I can
1: understand on. if if right. if all of the scenes were filled up with. I mean, don't get me wrong, because you you have um, Glenn Close, right? Glenn Close, there you okay. go. And Glenn Close, Glenn Close is yes. uh, you know is is his mom in this, and and I don't you know I don't mind watching her on on film. She's oh, yeah. very talented and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, when your lead actor is missing from it, Ang Lee and the fucking Hulk, where no. we don't see him for two hours, yeah. you know. You know, it's it's just this really odd turn of events, you know, and, and glimpse into life. Very stylized and yeah. fucking odd. That's mm-hmm. where you get the flying Garp baby. Yeah. And, uh-huh. You know, and, and just, uh, what was the dog's name The Garp bit? Oh, God, uh, that was a... Uh, garp bit... Oh, God. Like Pookie or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Pookie. Yeah, it's a weird
0: it's dog some name. weird
1: fucking name. But you get this kid just chomping on a dog. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the whole... Uh, whole
2: Garp didn't bite is, him until he was uh, older, right? Older, yeah, yeah he, when he was Robin Williams. He, the dog would always him. chase him. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, he you just got to the him. point
0: where it's like, I'm not going to be scared of this dog all my Garth life. Yeah, bit, playing yeah. ha-
2: playing house. Right. Hey, Garp, you want to play? Yes. Not
1: tonight. I have a headache. Every night you have a headache. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, we, you get a little bit older and you find out, you get Garp and you find out he's into wrestling, you know, he's into sex. Yeah. yeah. And he's into writing. Like mm-hmm. his mother. Um, mother writes the book. Um, basically, a semi-autobiographical. Uh, a sexual identity. A sexual yes.
2: identity or sexual... Um, a sexual, a sexual
1: something. Sexual sensation. I can't s-
0: sexual sur- surrogate.
2: Or uh, suspect. Sexual uh, suspect. 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 I knew you. we'd get there. Uh, sexual, sexual suspect. suspect. There
1: you and are. Where she's interviewing hookers. Yeah, and, and it's a huge fucking hit. Yeah. It's a huge fucking hit. And, and, and he
0: gets to be known as Jenny Elliott's... Jenny Fields, not, Elliot's, j- sorry, what, Jenny,
2: what Jenny Fields
0: Elliott's. what's your name? Jenny Fields. Jenny. Yeah. Jenny Fields' son, as he's trying to make it into writing. Uh,
1: yeah, himself as a writer, and, and he's she, actually yeah. she takes him to Vienna, and you know he publishes his first works there, and it's it's okay, it's mildly you know received. Yeah, but he wants readers, but still you know? stuck yeah. in the
0: shadow of his mom.
1: But everything it revolves around sex. two two things, two themes in his writing: mm-hmm. sex and death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything you know, and even it even translates into his family, where he has oh. these horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, ideas and visions and stuff of uh, basically the way loved ones and family members and stuff, you know, would die. The things he worries about. The things mm, he stresses yeah. out about. So, um, you know, and then he meets... Uh, th- that's when he meets Helen. Uh-huh. uh and, and Is it in... No, it's once he becomes a teacher, correct? Yeah. Once he becomes a teacher, she's the daughter of the wrestling coach. Yes. Right. And they meet and they fall in love... After some weird shit with his mom getting Garp a hooker. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, she they initially sit down with the Hooker to talk to him, her and everything, and then it just kind of leads to the mom going off and Garp and the Hooker just sitting there going, like, um, okay. so what do we do from here?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just sex, 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 sex. Weird, mm. weird, weird. Sex, sex, sex. Maybe that's saying something weird, about weird, me. Weird. Uh, I don't know. Sex, 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 sex. <laughs> death <laughs> novels, death novels, death
2: novels, sex. Wow. And sex, oh, and the ups and downs in his life. Are we? I thought, are we, we co- yeah. I thought we were covering sex. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh! Yeah, that, that is the, the highs and lows of his life.
1: I get you. <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Sex, You know, the journey, the the journey yeah. that I'm talking about is okay. First, okay, we're we're starting off with a big one. Him not knowing his father. Okay, yeah. right. You know, you got you got Warner that. Got his father, and, uh, and you know, raised uh, by a single mother, and um, then you've got and your, a mother who's huge feminist. Right. Yeah, uh, right. And she opens... She she's a feminist a icon. Yes. Yeah, yes, she uses the proceeds to open up that uh, house. The shelter. That, that yes, shelter. the shelter
1: for... I think it's it's women and transgenders or transsexuals. Yeah. 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 And that's where we meet that's John, John Lithgow, yeah, who's an ex-football player turned transsexual. Yeah, yeah.
2: and his performance hey, was
1: terrific. It's funny that we're, we're talking about this now when the relevance of an athlete becoming uh, a woman yeah. is... Uh, you know, so prominent right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. No, no, he's he very
2: curious. subtle. And uh, even like the, uh, you know, joke that he utters when that accident happens to that guy, it's like, oh, poor man. I had mine surgically removed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His lines were great. I he, think he's also the most likable character in
0: he's, the movie. He's almost like, the same person, knowing that he's the most uh, out there of the group. Right, right, right. Where you'd think this character would be the one to have all the stuff going on, but he's the voice of reason he's the voice of reason like you guys said the saving grace of the movie and everything mm-hmm. and the saving grace of these people because you yeah. get like the sequence after the accident happens where their mm-hmm. son dies their son's yeah. eye gets popped out yeah, yeah damage
1: sp- to the one son's eye the other the other son dies and this is after Garp crashes his Garp, car
0: Yeah, mouth is wired shut yeah because yes. he gets his jaw broken and everything that happened to his wife yeah, yeah. and Just that core, see, then there's, the one, there's another
2: low that hits him right and then and they you
1: know, manage to reconcile yeah, yeah. You know, the mom kind of brings them together and to discuss things, and they, you know, mm-hmm. talk about the infidelity and all of that yeah. stuff. You know, hey, and don't be blowing decide- guys in cars. Yeah.
2: Uh, we decided we're moving past it. Yes. Yeah. And then we get to the part where his mother gets assassinated. Right. Well, well, shot by I think an anti feminist, right? Yeah, the Ellen
0: James stuff, though, gets kind of put in there. Yeah, a, now oh, that's. Sorry, oh, we got to right. talk about that. The
1: Ellen James and Ellen Jamesians, yeah. uh, which because, are at odds with one another.
2: She's an Ellen Jamesian. What does that mean? You don't know what an Ellen Jamesian is? No, Mom, I don't.
1: What's she taking, a vow of frowns or something?
2: What's all this? She has no tongue.
1: What do you mean, she has no tongue?
2: I mean, she has no tongue. It was cut off.
1: Oh, Christ, I'm sorry. It was cut off on purpose because of what happened to a little girl named Ellen James. Two men raped her when she was 11 years old. They cut off her tongue so she wouldn't tell anyone who they were or what they looked like. Some of these women formed a society in her honor.
3: You mean this Ellen James Society goes around not talking as if they had no tongues? No, I mean they don't have any tongues. The women in a society have their tongues cut oh. off to protest what happened to Ellen James.
1: Do you mean they actually have their own tongues cut off?
3: Yes.
2: The society... Oh, has... Mama, I
1: don't want to hear about this shit.
2: You're a little short on sympathy, son.
1: No, mom, I got a lot of sympathy for a little girl who gets raped, but, my God, this is self-mutilation. Ellen James herself is writes them and says, "Don't do that. Stop doing it. Stop doing it." This Stop doing this. Yeah. And they vote to say, "Fuck you," basically, and yeah, keep to the it.
0: person they're doing it for. Yeah. It's, just, it's weird. This
1: is. Oh yeah, I know. This, this is where I get lost too. The yeah. early eighties, uh, really. You know, back when people didn't give a shit about offending other people. Yeah. Um. Boy, man, when I ever, whenever I heard the term feminist, I just was. I always immediately thought fucking combat boots and just. Mm-hmm. Fuck men, cut off all dicks, you know yeah. that kind of thing, you know. And it, come to find out now, feminism is nothing like that. Yeah, no. there are what people refer to as feminazis Extreme, and crazies, yeah. you know, and stuff.
2: Ex- there's just extremists but in every group. Everybody
1: yeah. in this group who's a feminist is painted to be
2: this oh. over
1: the top, you know, entity. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, you know, it's really no different in this film. Uh, but all, also, too, kind of nuts. Kind
0: of the well, yeah. There's the the nutzos, and then there's also the certain ones that do work with. Uh, Jenny Fields, uh, Glenn Coase's character, they're kind of like, we want you to be the icon of this, yeah. and we want to make sure that you're, we're getting this out correctly. So there is that aspect of it, and that leads into, one, Garp writing the book
2: about Ellen James. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah right. now, and it was g- widely and wildly received. It was really, it was his, his breakthrough. His he his starts, yeah, his he starts breakthrough.
2: getting the death threats from the uh, Ellen James. James. yeah. 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 Uh,
1: who had, uh, his mother previously had been receiving death threats. Because of her writings.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, now he's receiving death threats from the people who support his mom's writings.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, and that's when we get the, the shooting death of his mother. The yeah. execution. Yeah. By a guy. Yes, by an anti-feminist, mm-hmm. uh, you know.
2: Pistol Packer. Uh, so yeah, after Pistol after losing his, one of his sons and one of them getting injured, mm-hmm. they they have another baby. Yes. And then they lose the mom. Or does he lose no, the mom and then they have a
1: baby? I think they lose the mom and they, they name, the they name okay. oh yes. no, 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 wait.
2: No, they have
0: the baby.
1: They have the, the mom,
0: and the name. They baby. name
1: her. Uh-huh. They name her Jenny. All yeah. right, uh, after the mom, Uh-huh. Um, because she kind of helped them reconcile. That's and that right. That so they have and, a baby. And,
2: yeah, they lose her. Yeah. Okay, so she's mm-hmm. like, "Hi, low." It's, yeah. It's yeah. a roller coaster. It movie. is a roller
1: coaster, and, and that's. I think that was one of the downfalls of this film is it doesn't give you a proper chance to enjoy the highs mm-hmm. before throwing you into a
2: low. Well, there were especially you know once we reached a certain high, I thought cool, the movie's going to end real soon, right? No. No, it keeps going.
0: Because we got to get the funeral.
2: Yes, it kept doing that to me. Which, so. okay. Here we go. Oh. This oh, I is something, no,
1: I, I like the idea of this because it, just the, what some would refer to as the psychosis of the feminine, you know, like the, the mm-hmm. ultra-feminist mentality at that time. They fucking block Garp from his own mother's memorial. Yeah,
0: yes, but also too right. As soon as he gets the word that he's blocked mm-hmm. him, he's like, "No, fuck that!"
1: Right. And so who dresses him up like a woman? John, John, Lithgow. John Lithgow. Now that was the one that I was like, "Really? He's going to be okay going to the, not Garp, but John Lithgow's character because a lot of feminists, even when you, you see f- somebody who identifies as a female, at least back then, and you know, yeah. in subsequent years, when you would see somebody like that no they would say no you were a man you can't identify as a woman you cannot identify but you as a woman.
0: gotta look at the way the movie was right. that John Lithgow's character was pretty much honestly Jenny Fields muscle yeah yes Yes. he was there for all the rallies he was there at the house and everything he was, even like in a scene where one of the ladies that are staying at the house uh-huh. her boyfriend shows up to get her and take her out yeah John Lithgow was not having it yeah no he freaking tackles
1: the dude that was funny. So we get Garb sneaking in as a woman mm-hmm. and is immediately recognized by, by Pooh, Poo. yeah. who is a Jamaican Uh James. explains J-Man. why she's
0: silent throughout the entire uh, and movie. And why she's going to go go up. You know, yeah. I'm like, ah, she cut Fucking out her tongue.
1: hated her.
0: Now, so yeah, that, uh, that character was, ugh. But it was a, she was honestly the villain of the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And then as a result of that, um, is, it, is it there? Yeah. Is there so where Ellen shot. James. No. Uh-uh. Um,
0: they find him at the funeral. Everybody starts freaking out. So Ellen L- James yeah. pulls him out. That's L- Lithgow, right. Well, at first, Lithgow is doing what he, he did for Jenny. is yeah, Get him deal. out of there. Gets him to a corridor area where another woman grabs him and runs with him. Yeah. They get to the outside. And uh, they, Robin's like, oh, so, thank you so much. We wanted to find out more about her. And then it kind of gets revealed. She's Ellen, She's Ellen James. James. Yeah. And he's like, please, God, I want to talk to you more. But she, I, she throws him into the cab, right? Yes. And gets him the hell out of there. Yeah. And is never seen from again. Right. And that kind of gives it a full circle of his writings of her and just kind of in general. She approved of it. Yeah. She approved of him. And also, too, that there's the army that wants to be- beat the piss out of him. Mm-hmm. But the person he's trying to get her story correct is like, thank you. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Um, Which leads to... Him
1: becoming uh, the wrestling The wrestling coach. coach. At the school of taking over after the father. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're in an up again and everything's good. Not for good. long. No. Uh, everything's good for uh, about a blink. And then... who comes in. Poo comes in. Pull pulls out a poo. Yeah. <laughs> poo pull, pull, poos out and poo poos him twice. Right uh, in the... Right, in the f- right yeah. Just yeah. shoots him a couple times
2: in the chest. With a six shooter. Yes. Yeah.
1: And so now we're back in another low. And yes. guess what? That's where we end That's the movie. That's where we end movie. The movie. Yes. Gurbs carted off in the ambulance, fighting for his life, and that's all we fucking yeah, know. Look, I'm flying.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, helicopter. helicopter. Yeah,
0: I'm sorry, the the helicopter. helicopter. But I'm and then we get back to the theme of the movie: the when I'm 64.
2: Yeah. Like he didn't make it to sixty-four. Okay, Why so the heck was that even. Yeah, here's the thing. Well it's just a song. We don't know
1: like we we don't know if he dies. We don't know if he dies, right?
2: No. No, it's just left up in the air. air. It's
1: just left up in the air. Huh, like the
2: hell. <laughs> up yeah. um, oh god. So you uh, know it's, it's left me. in the air.
1: And let me let me just go on a limb and say something here. I fuck you for using when I'm sixty-four. That's one yeah. of my favorite Beatles songs. Uh-huh. Fuck you for using When I'm Sixty Four. Uh-huh. Uh what an oddball ass film, you know? Yeah. You know what <laughs> it is.
2: And he was yeah. shot for going to his own mother's funeral. Yeah, basically. How ass ass backwards jacked up? Well, look at the at, group. Well, yeah, look at the r- ideology,
1: but beh- uh, behind the. JJ. Well, you see,
2: I couldn't get past that. It just this is one of those things that just took me out of the movie. Going, what jam packed mother? Hmm. You know, yeah. so I'm well. Like, it, well, it's like
0: we're saying. It's like you go to a meeting for a group. You're like, oh, I really support these people. I really support these people. You get there, and they're like, need to cut out your tongue
1: <laughs> later. Yeah. Yep. Ciao. But you know, it's it. Good yeah. on you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's just one of those movies that leaves you going, "What the fuck?" Yes, it's uh, definitely one
0: of those. And mm-hmm. yeah,
1: and this this will be added to you know in my "What the fuck" movie moments.
2: Oh yeah,
1: uh, the entire film. Yeah, yes. it's just an oddball. On everything, it's it's not even oddball. Oddball suggests that there, it's like, haha, there's hilarity involved. Mm-hmm. But no, it's, I mean it's like the deaths and stuff like it's that. It's comical it's, it's and, a roller
0: coaster movie. It, it's you like you're talking about the ups and downs. It's like it's so many ups and downs where you're just. like I wouldn't even call this
1: a roller coaster film. I would no. call this a rough
2: road film. Yeah, you know, to where me, it's just like bub, 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 bub,
1: bub, bub, and you're like, okay, uh, cool. I'm over the rough parts and then, bub, bub, bub,
2: bub, bub, again, you know. And there's also like Oscar baiting scenes, but I, I call those that where um, you know there's there's just. I understand if there's a part that's schmaltzy, but when you have schmaltz shoved down your throat... It's um, Oscar bait. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the part where they're going out to the movies. They got a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And instead, they're... What are we doing? We're sitting it, back and watching mm-hmm. the kids. I'm just like, what? Yeah, what? that wasn't really even an Oscar, but that was just schmaltz. It was kind of... Yeah, it was smaltz and it made me feel very uncomfortable. I'm well, like, this could be well, endearing, but... Not, but also,
0: too, it's the character... It's I the know. character of Garp. Yeah, it, to him that is enduring, but uh, us on the outside of it, it's going. Yeah. Like, that's creepy.
1: It is. Well, the whole the whole movie. You paid I mean, for the. <laughs> you have to understand. His mom was unconventional. Very and. His father, for all intents and purposes, was unconventional too. We just knew that he was this vegetable... He's a very, Yes. There's see, father.
2: Yes. <laughs> very, you know, well, now, you know what? He, he stood and up, and up when, it, when, when it counted. Yeah, he stood <laughs> up and was counted. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, attention was paid. He did as much as that poor vegetable could. Yeah. yeah and sorry. I guess... Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm glad to know that if I get into a serious brain accident, my dick still works.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I guess uh, to yeah. uh, finish up the, this conversation, I guess to look at the performance of Robin Williams as a whole, because we got to look at the placement of this in his career. It's very early in his movie. Oh, yeah.
2: No, no. This was part... uh, He was toned down quite a bit, and like I said, it's not everybody... It's not easy to steal uh, Thunder... From Robin Williams, but I was really surprised to find out that Johnny John Lithgow did. Well, but especially another, the roles. There's another there's...
1: big stage actor. Uh-huh.
2: You know, like another consummate, oh, a he's, consummate he's, stage actor He's who, he's got he's just, that thunder, is, you know? He has got the, just as much the range. You know, you've seen him in Raising Cain, he was a bad guy. Yeah. You see him as the goofball on Third Rock, you see and him then, as kind of a uh, You see him as Trini Killer on Dexter. Right. And, right, right. Uh, and then you see him as uh, a guy with all sorts of Anderson Anderson's
0: consummate pro. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and that's the whole. That's I guess the best way to look at Robin's role in this. He what? Yes, he was the lead character. He was as surrounded Bart, by some good, but people. also too the character of Carp gets pulled out throughout the thing to right. get surrounded by everybody else. Yeah, right. it's his world, but he's it was an ensemble. It's piece. a full stage.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I just think it was it was something that was just a bit force fed at times yeah you know, it, like it could have been executed better yeah where you're like mm, I'm full I'm full and somebody's oh, like oh, no, I had another fucking bite mm. here eat this and you're like oh now I feel like that, shit
2: that's what I felt oh, like yeah. I just uh, yeah it was overwhelming
1: yeah because there there were good bites I liked it there were oh, yeah. very good bites of the film but not were, gonna deny but that but there was there was definite parts where I was like oh, I'm gagging a little bit here this is
0: oh it's that music I yeah. love that music
2: oh <laughs> yeah
0: every time he does this I'm always thinking I have to sit there when I'm editing and try to like line him up I know I know I I, I, I did it pretty well that first timer
2: yeah you did yeah you did well I I do it to make uh, life hard on you so there's a (laughs) There's a lot of
0: things you do that makes my life
2: hard. I know, I apologize. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, in that case I don't. Okay, that's <laughs> then I will... I'm going to stop doing that then. Then I will stand by it, sir. Anyways, it's trivia. <laughs> yes, trivia. Yeah, now this isn't part of the trivia, but I know he did this. You know he... Uh...
1: Touched himself twice? Uh-huh.
2: Okay. But that, doesn't he do that in every movie? Yeah. That's Robin Williams. Snakey. Yeah, well... He, uh, you know, he goes full frontal in this movie. Oh, that's right! uh, Yeah. So, um, you know, because he's always had excessive body hair, that he manscaped again. Yeah. Because there's that love scene that Pooh is watching, and I'm like, my God, he's smooth. (laughs) So it's like... (laughs) And that's. I'm like, He's like he, a dolphin. Is he wearing like? Well, I was trying to figure out. I'm like, he looks almost like a Kendall. I'm like, is that not his body? You know, it's was like, I was, I, I was wondering. They, like, they pulled a slip, uh, sleepaway camp. No. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Like one of those. Little, <laughs> oh yeah, A plaster mold or something like that. Yeah. Well, but, no. They remember
0: sleepaway camp. They put the mask of Felisa on oh, a dude's on head. Dude's head. Yeah. And the putting guy cold.
2: drunk. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, that, uh, it happens to not be there. But uh, this is just a general observation. Yes. So, uh, so what do we got? On, uh, so that's
0: your trivia bit on Manscaped. I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw out the first one since it's on top of the list, and I'm going to just read it. Okay. Uh, Glenn Close plays Robin Williams' mother. Yet she is only four years older than he is. So it's kind of that whole like she wasn't that old when she uh, yeah. um, mounted Mister Garp.
2: Right. Well.
0: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then, also too, similar, close and actress Mary Beth Hurt played women women from successive generations, yet in real life they're only aged like a year apart.
3: Right. right. But that's just kind
0: of a general consensus of movies. That it falls under the whole Freaks and Geeks mm-hmm. aspect of when they were freaking out about Linda Carlini playing a teenager when she's in her 30s. Well, here's the Come on,
1: man! That was uh, Gilmore Girls. The nine hundred two one zero. Rory's friend, the the little Asian girl. She's in her her like twenties or thirties. Well, and she's supposed to be a freshman in high school. Yeah. Well,
2: there's also another interesting uh, tidbit. You know, when you talk about Patch Adams, here's another Robin Williams movie, Patch Adams. Um, Robin Williams was forty eight when he did the film, uh but yet when Patch Adams was going through this during his life, he was in well into his twenties, yeah, so you know it's all about right, you know it's you know you 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 do what works for the film, oh, yeah again,
1: I think it's one of those things where, like in Patch Adams, you have a character that wasn't really defined by his age so much as he was his life, yeah, his character exactly, you know, like, and Robin he, Williams, he, he you
2: know he he could pull it, um yeah, that's what we've heard pull yeah. it off <laughs> oh there, well, we've heard that well, too. we've heard that too, yeah, yeah. Manscaping.
3: <laughs> yep, there we go. Yeah,
2: he yeah he pulled it off. Uh, this one uh, here, I'll I'll merge these two together. There's uh, Jeff Daniels was considered for the lead role, but i lost... never heard this before. I oh, yeah we, he, okay, lost, sorry, he, lost lost he lost he lost out to Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah I never uh, I never heard that either. I didn't know. Jeff I Daniels.
1: might have preferred might it. Have been a little less harsh on this film if it uh-huh. had been Jeff Daniels. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. It. it I think it would have been less comical.
0: Yeah. yeah? and it's like what we've been talking about a lot with these Robin Williams movies like that's a weird, weird
1: thing for me to say though about Robin t- Williams show. if yeah. you take
0: Robin Williams out of the movie you lose a lot of the heart but yeah. yep. in this oh. one honestly I do agree with you where yeah. it's like I would kind of like to see Jeff Daniels see it right? right? Well, see how it would have been
2: exactly well, what about this what about this one Nick Christopher Reeve turned down the lead role so it went to his best friend Robin Williams
1: um, I see that because uh, I think this would have been an odd career pick for him especially right? uh, especially because I don't think anybody would have believed it necessarily coming off of nineteen seventy eight Superman Superman yeah it would
0: have been too too quick of a role change well
2: was, it would have been too big a joke it's like dude it's what were they Superman? kryptonite bullets
0: yeah
1: what happened
2: well, yeah, see and that's the other thing is it would have
0: uh, maybe taken away from the story
2: well I don't think it, it
1: would have taken anything away from the story I just think it, well it, it wouldn't have yeah. This is this is kind of like that, that curse of his, you know, being trapped as Superman and stereotyped, you know, and, and uh, typecast. I'm sorry, yeah, as Superman for so many years. I think that that would have hindered him in this role. Uh, he would have turned into great performance, but oh, again, exactly, would have but people like, have said Superman yeah, yeah, yeah. talking
0: yeah. about sex. Weird. Um, here's another one, kind of in the sta- same vein of the different roles people would have mm-hmm. uh, gotten. According to Variety magazine, the role of Jenny Fields was offered to Pat Benatar, but she turned it down to continue her music career. Oh, all
2: right, cool.
0: Yeah, which you can kind of see why she did it because at that time, Pat Benatar's career was probably very big. Oh, screaming,
1: yeah, yeah. She, you know, during the '70s, she was with the she was with the, the Runaways. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, broke into her own. Pat Benatar was yeah. having an amazing career. I'm sorry, Pat Benatar. Yeah. I'm thinking fucking Joan Jett. Yeah, I know, what I know. the hell? I'm asking you, sugar, would I lie to you? I, yeah, I yeah. couldn't see Pat Benatar. Yeah, it
0: was, it was probably a smart move. It would have probably been interesting to see her take on a acting role. Maybe what? Even if she would have maybe took Garp's wife or a different role in the movie. Yeah. But as Ginny feels, it would have been too out left field.
2: Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Here's one. Uh, the name of the vicious dog that bit Garp's ear and later got its own ear bitten off by Garp was Bonkers. 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 There's the wow, we were way off. We
0: were, we were like Pookie. or Pookie.
2: Something. It's Bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, so I, when I saw that, I had to tell that hey, one. squealy pants.
0: So what's the next one?
2: Okay, here's one. Oh, okay, of course. Um, you know, I'm sure he had to tone down quite a bit for this film. You know, be, pull it back a bit but John Irving recalls how funny and profane Williams was while being wow, wax- there I go waxed for the role of young Garp in his novel
1: uh-huh. my
2: movie business Williams was a very hairy man so he got waxed yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, this is a uh, this is a <coughs> running theme we've heard so far uh-huh. yeah.
2: wow, the stuff he does for his roles well, uh, it, it, we, it's mm-hmm. a
0: foregone conclusion Robin was a very very hairy man yep, yeah.
2: and uh Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, here's one. Uh, the closing credits declared that veteran Hollywood actors Jessica Tandy and Hume Cron mm-hmm. appear as courtesy to the McDowell Colony.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's kind
0: of just, I'd almost say a tongue-in-cheek, like, hey, we got some Hollywood royalty here. This is why they're here.
2: Yeah, there you go. Oh, well, here's here's another one. Okay, we got to mention this one. Amanda Plummer, who plays Ellen James as an adult, also starred with Robin Williams in The Fisher King. Yep. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we almost forgot about that. When I saw her, I'm like, oh, oh it's a girl, woman from the Fisher King. Yes. So that was, that was a nice, you know, uh, pleasant surprise. And then guess- another
0: thing about the Ellen Jamesians. Uh, mm. The name of the feminist group of women who cut out their own tongues as show of protest and solidarity with mm-hmm. was the Ellen James Society, informally known as the Ellen Jamesians. Yeah. The, the Atlanta rock band Ellen James Society based their name on this fictional group. So there's a okay. band in oh, okay, Atlanta okay. that took that name on.
2: Okay. And uh, I think this is a good one to be final about, you know, what I mean? yeah. uh, you know from what I can see. Um, four actors portrayed Garp in this movie uh, in the four stages of his life. Life, uh, baby, uh, infant, uh, child, and uh, teenager, and then of course uh, adult. Yeah. So we. You see the evolution. Well, evolution this. of the character and stuff like that. And like I said, that's part of the fifteen-minute fail on my part. But I understand why it had to be there because the story yeah, calls going Thor. from.
0: I like the fact that we got the nightcore music going. It gives it more uh, yeah, of a it's, little bit of bounce. Little, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. Um. And as we did this episode and everything, we we put on a front street that uh, the camps are divided when it comes to GARP. So uh, mm-hmm. before we get to our recommendations, let's do a quick round the table of do we consider GARP a why or why not? Um, oh. I'll, I'll go first since my answer is probably already given. For sure, we'll go ahead. It, it is a why not because it's one of those under-the-radar movies of Robin Williams. And like I said before... I like weird crap, so I like to get people's reactions mm-hmm. on the weirder movies out there. Not like I'm not going to bust out like Human Centipede on something go, go watch this. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, okay. I know the limitations of weird and gone, this getting disowned. <laughs> <laughs> and Garp to me is one of those weird ones where it's just like, I
2: know it's probably one and done, but give this one a shot. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a why, not. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I will do the same thing. I consider it a why not. I mean,. Uh, it's a good, a shining example of how not everything Robin Williams touches is gold, and that's okay. You know, you, and this was very early on in his career, so sure. you know. Uh, and I, I had no uh, problem with it. Like I said, I don't, I don't know if it was the subject matter or whatever it is, but you know, it's just, it's just not a movie. Uh, I don't think I would have watched it if uh, Robin Williams was not in it. So that's, uh, that's just where I'm at. It the, the, the driving force behind the movie. Uh, You know, of me wanting to see the movie was Robin Williams, and I'm like, okay, that's an underperformer, no problem. But don't get me wrong; it's not the only film that I felt he was underutilized in. He's—they've done that to him several times. License uh, to Wed is one. Boom, boom, boom. So um, you know, you know that's the case in point. But I would still consider this film a why not.
1: Well, I'll take a kind of a devil's advocate road on this mm-hmm. one. Um, I will say, if you have seen this or if you've heard this before, you actually watch the film, or if you know somebody who's seen it, then why bother? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: or one and done.
1: But you know, if you're really curious about it, why not? I guess you know. Yeah, one and done. Just a just a quick pop off on this one, you know. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's uh, it, it's a movie that is showcased by. Performances, not the story. This, You know, the story is just blah. You know, it, and it's honestly, like, I think what got this movie made in the first place was how oddball it was. Um, how, you know, what a weird-ass movie it was at the time. You know, yes, there was a lot of fantastical movies coming out and things like that, but I mean, this wasn't something that, you know, had a really great story. It was just a very oddly told story. And so, they took a chance with it. They rolled the dice, and I... They even I, said, why not? Yeah, I really don't care. <laughs> You know, I just I think if if it's something that you haven't really seen and you come across it, mm, all right, why not? But if you've already seen this, why why pick it up again?
0: That's directed towards me. There you <laughs> go. So with that being said, we're going to jump into our rapid fire, our usual mm-hmm. Ender for why nots and this time around our rapid fire is going to be our three picks of our favorite book adaptations. All right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to right,
2: lead up on this. No, oh, Josh, you... Yeah, oh, I'll go first. Here,
0: um, It'll be another uh, Robin Williams uh, book adaptation movie, which is uh, What Dreams May Come. Mm.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. It, it, It's a strange one, in the, I guess ultimately in the same vein as this one, because it's very emotionally charged. It, it, is. It's, it uh, is. It's
2: got the same kind of ups and downs. Yeah. It, it does. You're absolutely because right. Because there's not a lot
0: of movies where you're going to go, oh, suicide, let's watch this.
2: Right,
1: But... but I can uh, watch that one again. Yeah. I still That's, haven't watched it. This is yeah. This is one. It's, it's a heart, it's very, it's a very heart-wrenching movie. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a very
0: heart-wrenching movie, especially with my past with the people oh. that have died in my life. And right. It's just everybody.
2: Oh, in it's, general. it's very, yeah. very, very It's it's a pal.
0: Yeah, but I, the the risk they took making the movie mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's a wide scale movie. It's it's an, it's an epic. Endo- oh, it's very epic. You know, yeah. just
1: him going through the oil of his wife's painting. Yeah, it, you know? yeah,
0: and then, yeah. but also too, I've read the book of What Dreams To Come and there was no way they were going to adapt it perfectly from the book. No, and the that's, book,
1: that's really the thing with films when they're adapted from mm-hmm. books, they're not, they're never going to be what you anticipate them to be because Everybody. everybody's going to interpret a book a different way. Right? Well,
0: the, the whole thing with What Dreams May Come is the book takes so many aspects of every religion <clears throat> yeah, and puts it all together. Right. And it's not even like it pissed off people by doing it, it's the fact like there would be no way for them to be able to do it justice. And the yeah. fact that they were able to do what they did with What Dreams They Come shows that it's like, you know what? they For how hard the source material is, mm-hmm. they did a good job with it.
1: Okay.
2: So
0: that's my first pick is What Dreams They Come.
2: Okay. Um, I guess my, uh, my first recommendation, I guess, would be Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. Nice. Uh, mostly because... Uh, now, um, the, screen, uh, the screenplay was also done by Stephen King as well, so he adapted the uh, the novel to screen. And once again, just like every, every, you could say with every literature, it's not as good. And I think sometimes Stephen King doesn't know why he makes the hits that he does. He goes, well, why did people like this book? Well, let me take those themes that I think that they like and put it in the movie. You know, and... Uh, sometimes it doesn't translate too well. Uh, like, uh, for instance, Gage was actually supposed to sound more like an adult. You know, you have a little kid like, and he tells Judd that hey, your wife was sleeping around uh, with you I'm going to fuck you up and stuff like that. I'm you know, going to fuck you up. Yeah, well <laughs> these things are kind of terrifying coming from the from, uh, well, it's kind of like that psych gag
0: from Scrubs where it's like, there's a kid on the third floor that sounds exactly like a man. Yeah, like, and then you hear, I want a lollipop. Oh, a
2: lollipop,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's the kind of thing. And that might be
0: the reason they took it out of there. With having that little kid there to have, I'm going to fuck you up. Well, actually,
2: no. It's in it's in the voice of a child, but he speaks deeper. Full, full, deeper sentence. I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, well, there, there you go. Just tell me shut the fuck up, please. I, <laughs> I want you to shut. I want you to shut the fuck up. Okay. So <laughs> so there you go. Okay. But anyway, you. I do yeah. I like I like the creepier <laughs> aspect of it. Yeah, you know, yeah,
1: with the little kid, you know, and and that has all this yeah. knowledge. Yeah, you know? that has
0: like someone here.
1: Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, don't do that. No, no, I don't no, want no, to no. taking a scalpel to my Achilles tendon, like Ow! like Fred Gwynn caught. In that oh movie. my God! Um, I feel so
0: bad for Herman. Oh, I know. I
1: know. We're gonna but, watch me some monsters. right <laughs> <It's laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I know. God, I've been watching gosh, it. I, I, I need to. I want to start watching. Darn, yeah. yeah. darn, 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 darn. It's a yeah. classic show. I uh, it. Yeah, it's, it's great, and it, and it holds. It stands the test. It time. does. It does. It stands the test time. It's fantastic to watch. But uh yeah, no, I agree with you on that one. I like I like Pet Cemetery very much. um but yeah, the, I I think it was creepier keeping, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Miko with his you know with his voice the way. He oh yeah, as a child. yeah.
2: That's <laughs> why the movie. That's why I recommend the movie. It's kind of like hey, yeah. it's it may not be a pure. But see, interpretation. But it's gonna be. It's as close as you right, can Right, but that's.
1: I mean, a lot of people take a lot of liberties with uh, Stephen King stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, know. even The Shining isn't. Uh, no, it's know, a, they t- tried t- it twice. Yeah. Um, you know, John Carpenter's adaptation of Christine. Uh huh. Um mm-hmm. you know, I mean you get you get the gist yep. of it, you well, know, maximum it, overdrive. Uh-huh. The worst being the worst offender probably was uh Lawnmower Man.
3: Oh, yeah. That oh, comes yeah. from
1: I want to say either Skeleton Skeleton Crew. Oh, yeah it's a collection of short stories. Yeah, but and the movie is done by Alan Smithy. That's three, <laughs> three pages long. Yeah. That's yeah. it. How can you do that? Yeah. And and so they took that and adapted it into this, you know, feature film. It's like and Cat and Hat. Yeah. yeah, I think it was more for for them to showcase CGI technology. exactly yeah. back in that time, I was it's like, "Oh my god,
3: look
2: what it!" Yeah, oh, look, yeah. it looks like a freaking episode of reboot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Like,
1: but
0: <laughs> but also to kind of throw out there, the the I, I guess they're still trying to do it, but the it reboot that they're trying to do too. Oh, that's
1: kind of it's a two part. They are. Yeah. Oh no, 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 I'm sorry. No, uh, the stand is a two part. Okay. Because um, I think they're still trying they're still to find a director. Yes, it is still in the works. And if
0: you've seen the concept art for Pennywise in yeah. this one, it's
1: freaking creepy as hell. Yeah, right. right. Uh, I'm okay. always going to love Tim Curry's.
0: No one can touch.
2: Oh it. No, no, but no, it can't be touched.
0: Yeah,
1: you
2: know. And I think whoever Rob they get to play. It oh, was yeah. a goofy
1: ass. Adaptation, damn. like film version of but, it, yeah, uh, but it worked. But he was he was damn good. He was very good. He was damn good. Great man. Uh, okay, so as far as novelizations go, um, I'll lead off with an obvious one for me. Actually, you know what? No, I'll yeah. go this route. Um, I love the even even so. I like the nineteen. Uh, I want to say it's eighty four adaptation of Frank Herbert's Dune. Oh, nice. Mm. Um, I there's. At that time, trying to come up with the effects, and you know what you needed to do to pull it really, off. You had yeah, to pull off the book. Sci-Fi Network came back years later with uh, uh, William Hurt. Uh,
0: the TV as, movie, yeah,
1: the TV movie. It's it's six hours.
0: And there's a there is a, I forget the name of the director that was making the attempt, but it never happened because it was just it was so grand in scale.
1: Right now, Dino De Laurentiis is the one who covered the one in '84. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that covered the one in 84, and the music's all done by Toto. And, oh, God. I, you know, I absolutely. Dune was a book that I read three times before I fully understood it because it's so in depth. Yeah. You know, with, with uh, Tolkien and Lord of the Rings, it's, you know, you have a language that's created, you know, uh, that, that he actually came up with, where, you know, the orcs have their own language. The elves, you know, Elvish is yeah. has a couple of different uh, iterations um you know this was more of it was so precise and in depth that it it was hard to understand at times yeah um and i think the book and the sci-fi network got uh, really conveyed the the need for water uh and the lack thereof on dune uh better than the film did but <laughs> Damn it, man. It was such grand scale. I mean, you, you get Patrick Stewart in there. And, uh, you, I mean, you really get some really, really We can bitch slap the hell out of these domes. Oh, <laughs> my God. It just, it, it, it is just such a, a, a fan. you know, Kyle McLaughlin as Paul Maudib, uh Paul Atreides. It is, it's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And I, I love the music. I love the grand scale of it. I love the the uh you know, just just the feel of it, and they did a damn fine job in trying to pull off the best that they could, an adaptation to fit into like a two and a half hour frame, uh, which was still pretty long for that that time. Oh of yeah, thing. definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I that's that's my pick. I that's a good
0: one. That's an awesome pick. Um, I gotta I gotta get you the information because I want to find this documentary. There there was an adaptation of doing that that was in the works mm-hmm. that fell apart almost in the vein same vein as. The death of Superman lives. That documentary. There's one on this version of Dune, where like the director had this huge, big scale plan of it, and it just fell apart. But there's also so many aspects of that edition of Dune that made its way to different things. Oh, I I gotta track it down. I gotta track down information. But uh, for my next, next my next one is Confessions of a Dangerous Mind.
1: Nice.
0: One that brought Sam Rockwell to the mainstream, and I believe it was George Clooney's directorial debut. I believe so. I yeah. believe you're
1: right. Yeah. I, this is the first time I actually learned who Sam Rockwell was. Yeah, same here. And uh, damn, what a good job.
0: Yeah, I've, the way I learned about it was first knowing about the book. I've always heard about Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, the uh, host of the Gong Show, mm-hmm. and Dating Game was a CIA assassin supposedly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. And then I heard that the movie was being made, so I was like, okay, I'm going to jump into the book. Read the book saw the movie and absolutely loved both. The way that George attacked it was really great. The The style of filming that they did was almost in a vein of a play because they'd have the soundstage set up with different scenes where like, Drew Barrymore will be at her house, her apartment, in one side of the studio. Sam Rock will be in his place on the other side of the studio and they'll pan back and forth. Or Sam Rock will have to run haul ass across the stage to get to Drew Barrymore's apartment mm. to do that scene. The making of it is really good, but just the story of the dude that hosted the Gonk Show. Yeah. Just the, the fact that it was an unauthorized autobiography, which is a double negative on that. Chuck okay. Barris. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Barris. Barris.
1: Yep. Thank you, Chuck bears I'm and, like, it, I'm, I had Chuck Woolery stuck in my head. most yeah. of the, the... Love, love Connection.
0: Movie no, no, movie that
2: was Love connection. connection. Yeah. And
0: bloopers. and so. But um, just the whole story around it and the fact that he, he, he stuck to it where he was like, this is real. This is 100% real. Never broke the story. Never, because it's pretty evident that it's not real. Right. But to the fact that he stuck to the story and they, he made this book and they were able to make it into this scale of a movie was just like, this is awesome. And honestly, like, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is a good one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, my next one would be uh, Indian in the Cupboard. Nice. That one, yeah. it, it kind of capture, captures the whimsy that I felt when I read the book uh, when I was a little kid. Yeah. And I was in junior high when it uh, came out in uh, theaters. And like I said, I already knew, you know, liberties, liberties are always taken. But I, I think if you were going to adapt it to a screen, especially for the time that it came out in, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, um, so there's there's my second pick. I still gotta finish that book. Oh, yeah, Indian in the cupboard. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, the saga goes all the way up to I think to 2003. I didn't realize that there was a new book that came out. Oh wow, really? All the way up to that? Yeah, I think there's like four or five books. Oh wow. You know, well, see, I was right just joking around. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> there's there's like there's like that's a, cool though. There's two other ones, and I've never I only read the original three. You know, that came all the way back up to from uh, 1985 to 1989. Uh, but I didn't read any of the more recent ones and uh, things do get a little weird as as most books do, you know, you know, like trying to Origin of the and stuff yeah. like that. But um, you know, if you were gonna make a film adaptation, I thought this, this one was okay. That's cool. Like, and that, it stands on its own.
0: Like I remember that one, I remember uh Red Where the Red Fern Grows mm-hmm. and um My Side of the Mountain. Did you ever
1: see Where the Red Fern Grows, the, the version with um Dave Matthews? Yeah. Mm-hmm. i, I can't not watch it bad. It, was? Oh, yeah. it was i didn't i i <coughs> didn't think it was too too shabby yeah it was you know decently done i i saw the original one i was you know we read it in class yeah and then you I think saw we saw the read old it in third version grade and then we went ahead and Watch the film. And watching yeah. those dogs die. Jesus oh, God. Yeah. I don't know why that was a common theme. Mm, yeah. You know. but For little
0: kids to be reading that crap and watching yeah. it. Little Ann oh,
1: starved herself to death. What the fuck? Wow. Well, uh, that was well, my what the fuck kid moment. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, but one more positive thing that I can say about you know, Indian in the Cupboard. What I really liked about it is, like I said, it stands on its own. And it wasn't trying to be a series of books like every single uh, book adaptation now. Yeah has to be a series of films basically
0: the author decided like you know what I think we're going to go back to the coverage
2: yeah exactly pun intended Mm, exactly so I'm glad that Indian in the cover what you see is what you get you only get one movie it wasn't intended to be a string of films.
1: I will say, the scene in the movie where Darth Vader's fighting the T-Rex. Oh, and Robocop's there. Uh, And I fucking Uh, giggle. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's not in uh, the book at all. That's a liberty
2: that I wholeheartedly hats off to you. Yeah, good job, guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: My next pick is a Tom Clancy novel.
2: Cool. Oh, there's a lot here, so.
1: Yes. And it is our introduction to Jack Ryan. Ah. And that is The Hunt for Red October. Still need to watch. Oh my God! Not only is it one of my favorite soundtracks ever, um, but it's also oh God. Just the, the the weight of that film is felt uh, as as it is in the novel. You know, and the, the the concept is, and it's timeless in the sense that it says to you right there, uh, somewhere. You know, during the Cold War. You know, it gives you the preface right in the beginning. So some you know, somewhere during the, the Cold War, this was declassified. Or this was uh, deemed classified, I should say, uh, <clears throat> about a Russian sub that could run silent, mm-hmm. and that just the whole. When you really think of the gravity of it, you know, when they're sitting around the war room and they're talking about this, and they say, "What are we talking here? What you know? What the hell is a uh, you know Cavaton, You know the, the caterpillar drive? You know uh, uh, mag- magnetic caterpillar drive system? Mm-hmm. Like what does it do?" And he said, "Well, imagine it's a stealth." Engine for a submarine. Mm-hmm. So basically, water's passed through here; it's passed out back through here, and it propels you silently through the water. And they're like, "Well, what are we? What are we talking about?" And they said, the ship this magnitude could park, you know, uh, you know, 50, 60 warheads just off the coast of New York." and hit every one of our major targets before we ever knew they were launched. Wow! You know, and it's just, just the whole Intense. weight. It's just the weight of it, you know, and then the Russians going after him because they he's going to defect, and the U.S. going after him because they don't know if he's going to defect. Jack Ryan's the only one who guesses it. It's just, oh, fuck, man. God, I love that movie. I'm glad
0: you're holding a baby at this point because I... I, I it's... Hunt for Red October has always been that movie on my list mm-hmm. of I need to freaking watch this and I still have never seen it
1: I'll throw the baby at you (laughs) Mm -hmm. you haven't seen it I haven't I think I have it in the shelf I'll give it to you before you leave Mm -hmm. sounds good man Yeah, holy shit dude!
0: like I said it's one of those movies I know I've always needed to watch and I've wanted to watch Yeah, it's just
1: Uh, Tim Curry is in it he plays the doctor aboard Mm -hmm. the ship Sean Connery Uh, Sean Connery yes of course Sean Connery Sean Connery Sean Connery
0: I'm proud of you I've been (laughs) working on my Travolta too
1: oh great wow Wow! Wow! Uh, Boo. So I know. Boo! Boo! Boo. Um, I love it. Danny Zuko. Uh, hey, Mr. Carter. Sorry, I, I,
0: know the yeah. okay. I get one victory with a voice in there shoving it down. Yeah.
1: Wow! Well, right. It's the actors <laughs> in us. Sorry, Sean. All right. Sorry. So we're well, gonna have his moment. But, uh, you know, Sean, Sean Connery is, is Marco Ramius. Is, is oh. So mm-hmm. good, but you get Sam Neill in that one as well. Uh-huh. Um, you know, on the on the U.S. side, you get James Earl Jones. You get, uh, uh, of course, uh, Alec Baldwin, a tremendous, just, yeah, guy, Jack tremendous Ryan, shot as yeah Jack Ryan, Jack Ryan, and um,
0: well, that's the whole thing too. The Tom Clancy books that have been adapted, mm-hmm. he there hasn't been really a lot of them where you're like, Ugh. It, actually, it stays pretty faithful because I believe Tom Clancy, like, kind of kept his hands in there, like, no. Right. You can't do that.
1: There's a a few different novelizations that I would love to see how they would, you know, uh, bring them about. One of them involves a terrorist attack, kind of in the vein of 9-11, where they crash a plane into a building. But what they do is they hit the Capitol building during a speech uh, where the the president, the vice president, all these people here. And basically what happens is Jack Ryan, due to all of his service, takes an electoral position... um, you know, within the, the, the cabinet and, you know, just all this different stuff. And he didn't – he's like, I don't really want any kind of notoriety. So they give him this post that's um, basically an elected-type thing. And uh, what happens is this plane smashes into the Capitol building, kills the president, kills the vice president, kills almost all of Congress, mm-hmm. or, you know, or just takes everybody out. And basically now, as going down the list, Jack Ryan – is the interim president of the United States. Oh, that'd my. be an interesting Yeah, movie. and I was like, whoa, holy That'll shit. That would be intense. Yeah, I, it would be a very interesting story to see brought, brought to yeah. the screen. So. Um, but yeah, that is that is my all-time favorite, Tom Clancy, though. yeah, uh, right? I've always loved submarines. I studied them, and, and this was just, Jesus, this was such a good film. Awesome. So anyhow, uh, that's of my that's, rant. Yeah, no,
0: no it's, that's it's it's great. Great. Um, I guess to wrap up my three on uh, the adaptation level is Silver uh, Mining Playbook.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, damn good
0: movie. Damn good movie and damn good book. Yeah, see,
1: I didn't read the book, but I loved it. If loved you ever want to read movie. it, I'll lend you the book. Absolutely. Actually, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind doing that because uh, it's one of those things, you know, when you have people that you know that have anxieties, uh, you know, what a wonderful fucking love story for two people,
0: yeah. you
1: know, who battle with neuroses and, and anxiety. Look here, you're talking to here. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: That's probably the reason it took me only three days to read the
1: book. Well, that's why I didn't go, you would like that movie. Uh, <laughs> no, I said that <laughs> in my
0: own head. Of course. I said <laughs> that in my own head like that's that was the obvious choice. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> freaking nut bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Mr.
2: Like, High End. Okay. was <laughs> like, yeah, no.
0: But, yeah, like I said, it only took me three days to read the book. I've never done that. Really? Like, I started reading it and kind of just got to the point one night where I was like, I'll read a little more, read a little more, read a little more. And I got to the point where I was like, oh, shit, I'm done. <laughs> And then I, the movie came out, and I saw the movie, and i was just like, love the movie, absolutely. And then there's like little points where they don't do certain things from the book into the movie where I'm like, I wish they would have done that, but it wasn't like a letdown. It's like, okay, they didn't do that, but I did do love what they did with it. So it's one of those rare ones where the movie doesn't follow the book, but it's still fine, and I'm happy with it. And it's the great ending and all that stuff, and just the characterizations of... Like Bradley Cooper and mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence's character, their families and everything—it just it builds perfectly, and it's and honestly, it's a great adaptation. It's one of the best adaptations I've seen. Very cool. Booyah.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. I like that. My, but uh, before you jump into yours, I do want to say one thing about that film that stood out, and I hope it's in the book too. Yeah. Is her confrontation with his father? Oh yeah. The the whole discussion about the Eagles. Oh, oh yeah, it's oh, all there. Oh my their, god, I love it, that. Especially seeing... She held her own so well. I love Jennifer Lawrence. Especially seeing...
0: Jennifer Lawrence going head-to-head with De Niro Oh, like she
1: that. fucking just smashes him uh-huh. in that, too. And you and can tell, doesn't... like,
0: she probably was, during the filming, going, like, oh, my God,
1: what the hell am I doing? No, here? I do think it? she went into it. She's, she's a tough... She's but, a uh, tough girl. I'm going to say this because she would take it with all heart. She's a tough bitch. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love seeing her, you know, not just as Katniss, you know, which mm-hmm. is another great adaptation, yeah. by the way. Um, but just her fuck I love watching her on screen oh she's awesome I love watching her on screen and uh, when when I saw that exchange between her and, and Bobby D oh my god oh yeah I was like this is fucking beautiful Bradley Cooper she's standing like uh, wh- uh, and what she, are you doing you know, she's <laughs> like no no you wait a minute and then she lays into him and it goes it. a nice. lot into nice. it. Oh, good! I yeah. can't wait to read that. Cool.
0: Uh, I, yeah, like I said, I, it'll be yours very soon.
1: I for, forgive me for interrupting, but oh no, 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 on no. Phil, no, no, no problem.
0: I uh, also like Green Eggs and Ham.
2: Yeah, they haven't had an interpretation. Of yeah, they have
0: like uh, adaptation.
2: Oh, oh, right, right. Oh, I thought you were talking live action. Soon. Oh, at some point.
0: No, the Seuss family has squashed all live action. Oh, that's <laughs> a bummer. Good. Good because uh, they sucked.
2: Gotcha. Well, uh, my topper would have to be Dean Koontz's Intensity. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah you, you. If
0: you are a constant listener in Nowhere, California. Yeah. I love Phil's monologue from this.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's actually intact in the novel as well. Yeah, so oh, I think it's probably like the. you want me to do it? Sure. Okay. Alright. This guy just yes. got through shooting up Okay. He just got through shooting up the place and this is my go-to uh, dramatic monologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time, anybody who knows me, when I deliver this, everybody backs out of the room. I've seen so, this. I yeah, love yeah, you've seen it. it. Are you going to get loud with it? Uh, no, I won't get loud. Okay. No, no. Be- no, no, because that's the whole oh, thing. Right. It's, it's, very yeah, yeah, it's, it's very subtle. It's very subtle. That, so, that's the thing that makes it freaking awesome, especially yeah. coming from him. <laughs> yeah. So he just got through shooting up this quickie mart place and there's a guy that's dying so instead of finishing him off he decides to have a nice little conversation with him boy you're hurt pretty bad aren't you well let me clue you in to my answer to all the problems in the world including yours you see people don't realize just how much happier they can be if they take into the consideration that the value of any experience is not in its positive or negative effect. That's not it. The value of any experience is in the intensity of the charge that you get from it. I mean, let's face it, any fool can just take their nose and stick it in a rose and enjoy the smell. Big deal, but what if you allowed yourself to get just as much pleasure from the thorns? Can you imagine how much fuller your life could be? I believe in living with intensity. That's why I never wear gloves. No way. Because no two square inches of skin feel the same. So, uh, when I do, when I do kill someone, I swear, I love the feeling of the way the warmth just leaves the body. The way the life just slowly goes away. You can't do that with gloves on. No way. I don't care if it's the finest surgical latex. It's not going to work. Uh, here, let me show you something. Oh, shh, sh- it's okay, I'm not gonna hurt you. Uh, do you feel that? The way the coolness is seeping into your body cell by cell? <laughs> Isn't that exquisite? But you want to know what's really intense? Is that any second, anybody could just come bursting through that door. And it might even be a cop. Now, you can't buy a charge like that. No way. No. Where's the tape for that video camera? I need it. <laughs> well, I guess we're beyond that point now, aren't we? Bang. So that's my go-to dramatic <laughs> monologue. That's awesome. Uh, oh, thank my you.
0: inner thespian is wet right
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah,
3: that, that, oh. that's, that that's, that's I had go to go to. gross with it because...
0: T- yeah. I appreciate yeah. sure that. Like, what damn, if I could see him, you do that on stage, like, see you in an audition, do that, and oh, watch man. everybody in the room. I want to see everybody. Oh, play, like,
2: yeah. I Almost every time I do that, like I said, everybody who knows me, people just go, what the fuck is wrong with he Phil? Carried, <laughs> he carried that intensity
1: into uh, Danforth. Right. In, nice. In, in The Crucible. It it's about me. the only thing I can think of, because he was, he mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. cynically sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just very, mm, you know, mm-hmm. just, and then when respect wasn't paid to him, there was a whole other hell unleashed. And uh, it it was scary and impressive to watch.
0: And to give people the reminder, the person that actually plays... That oh, role is Johnny C. McKinley. Yeah, Johnny C. McKinley. Uh, Dr. Cox from Scrubs.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Wrong, yeah. wrong, 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 wrong. Ver- another well versed. I mean, that was Dude the first Dude, that thing deserves I, a lot more. That was the one of the first oh, he's things. an amazing actor, yeah, yeah, one of the first things I ever saw him in was intensity. And then yeah. when I saw him do comedic stuff afterward, I'm like, oh, I am so. You know, I, it's like after seeing a delivery like that, you know the guy's talented Yeah, yeah. and he, like
0: then, his roles in uh, Oliver Stone movies are. Oh, cool. God, cool. yeah. Especially yeah. talk radio is one of my favorites mm-hmm. of his.
2: Right. And he's also good oh, at playing yeah. an arrogant
0: prick. Oh, yeah. You know, with
2: that grin, he'll uh-huh. even put in a grin. I mean, it's just... Yeah. The way he carries himself is just great. Yeah. So, Nick, your finale. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 my God. I'm son sorry, of a bitch. <laughs> sorry, Nick. Um,
1: okay. So, no, you own it, dude. You can just I do no, I'm like, going to ask that. this question, and it's going yeah, yeah. go to... Take my scrappings. It's no, going to no, preface no. what I go with sure. here next. All right. Uh... In the in the realm of books, am I allowed to go comic or graphic novel?
0: Yes, because I think you're going to take the one I thought about taking, but then I gave myself the that <laughs> okay thought in my head myself. I gotta hear this. So, it it, it, it <sighs> can't rain all the time, right?
1: No, it can't rain all the time. Uh, I will go with jail bars, the crow.
0: <laughs> I was almost gonna do it, but then I kind of played in my head like, well, Phil, be like
1: you never said anything about comics yes you know, now <laughs> oh, okay. that's fine you know what
2: I tell you what tell no 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 go with the crow Are you sure no yeah no, like no, I said no. I was gonna go with it um, no if you did I, I would have been a pensive little punk about it but I would have I would have still ran. I'm with glad it. we're finishing up with me so shut up you've had your moment now shut the fuck up it's my turn <laughs> Uh, He's no. probably
0: give me more shit than you. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, this is a movie that you and I both love. Absolutely, uh, it's a comic that we both love. Now, it doesn't hold. Actually, you know, uh, I think really the main thing interesting
0: is the Skull Cowboy.
1: Well, yes. Well, the Skull Cowboy is actually in the deleted scenes, deleted scenes, and things like that, which made it feel awkward. Yeah. Um, and also, there's uh, a lot of differences with T-Bird's crew and things like that. Yeah. So. Um, but the the heart and soul of the film. Translated. Yes. You know, we're talking about an era where uh, Obar's, Obar's uh, graphic novelization, it's not even that, it was done comic by comic, but yeah. the graphic novelization of the whole thing is not as well known. It's not a mainstream comic. So a lot of people going into this were either, these are your people who listen to like Bauhaus and Skinny Puppy and, you know, a lot of the... A lot of the oddball bands of the 80s and 90s and, and whatnot. And the darker, some of the goth kids. It was during the, the angsty era. Yes. So, But what you get on screen from Brandon Lee is one of the most beautiful love stories I have ever seen. Yep. And one of the best revenge stories ever, ever told. Brilliant ever. revenge story. Yes. Absolutely. You know, there is... You know, there's one, the one quote when he has, uh, when he has uh, uh, Tintin backed up against the stack of pallets, mm-hmm. and he pulls his blade with one already in his inner shoulder and just his victims. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? I love that. I love, I love that. And then also you feel the weight of, you feel the weight of him returning from the grave in two scenes. One is with Ernie Hudson. Mm-hmm uh Officer Albrecht
3: uh-huh. and
1: um they're sitting in when he when he's sitting in his uh house
3: yeah
1: in his apartment and he's talking to him and you know he reveals that he you know he had Shelly's pain he stayed at the hospital with her for 30 hours and you know all that stuff and he, he takes that and ultimately uses it at the end but it's it's the moment where he says you know are you gonna you gonna disappear or you know float out uh, you know jump out my window or, or whatever it is he says yeah. Walk, you know Walk through wall or whatever, and he says, "No, I thought I would use your front door." <laughs> I love that. And it's such a human moment. You're uh-huh. like, "Oh God!" But uh-huh. the other one is when T-Bird's sitting in his car, uh-huh. and he's got the duct tape. Oh and God! He starts wrapping around his head his and eyes, he puts open. I know you. I know you. But you can't. You can't be you. You can't be you. You you, we, you can't be you. We, we put you through a window. window. There's no coming there's no back. back there's, is, no there's no coming back from that. There's no coming back. This is, the, this is the really real one, man. There's no coming back. Yeah. And that's when he goes... And the devil stood...
2: <laughs> and started giving and his little... How that he, awful
1: goodness that's felt. That's what yeah. he said when he
2: was killing uh, and reading. Yes, he was you. reading from the book. And he yeah. thought, does
1: it get you hot and bothered? Yeah. And when he's reading oh. from that, and... You know, and then when when uh, uh, you know uh, Draven sends him off, mm-hmm. you know to meet his death. It's just the weight. Way- oh, got goosebumps thinking. I know, I know. It's I the singing. weight and the gravity of that moment. It gives him that little wave. Yeah, yeah. The the, the two uh, the three fingered wave, the thumb out and two, the mm-hmm. uh, index and middle finger. Yeah. Um, but it's just the whole. <laughs> there's no coming back, man. This is the really real world, and it's that panic and that uh-huh. fuck. And it's it's more in the performance of of T Bird. Mm-hmm. In the sense that he just realized that everything that he's done in life is going, going to, to fuck come. him on the other yes. side, and he is meeting his maker right now, and yeah. it's heavy, and that's why he quotes the devil. Yes, yeah. Bash. You know, the devil stood and felt how awful goodness, goodness is, god and god he's just—he's got tenuous.
0: tears going down. Yeah. Oh it's my god! He drops that grenade, or yeah. smoke bomb, or whatever, yeah. in, his, in between his legs, yeah, the, the, and it's the, like you're just fucked.
2: Yeah, but
1: it's <laughs> just, just right over, now. you know. And uh, the realization. Oh the realization. god, I you know. I love every performance in that film. It's such Top a beautiful dollar, Every one of them, you know, every character in that film does a tremendous job, and none more so than Brandon Lee. And know? that's
0: and why you know, every God, so often I still yeah, bug the crap out of Sid Mark. God
2: put in rest his soul. You, know, you know, I love him very much. If, if you were going to go out on a film, that was an incredible one to go out on.
1: And, you know, as we talked about Rad coming up uh, that we wanted to cover on our, our Why Not, uh, yeah. I'm hoping that we'll get our interview with Bill Allen yeah. who was Brandon Lee's best friend. That's going to be, a be good great. good one. Yeah, so we'll, there'll be more to come about that. But that's my final pick for, oh, uh,
2: for before, Rapid well, Fires. Be, sure. be, Before we end it, can I uh, ask what the significance about the Skull Cowboy is? Uh, he's, 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 he's kind of his guide. He, yeah, he's oh. his
0: guide throughout it. He kind of, um, in the comic, he... he um, Draven has a certain purpose in the comic to finish what he needs to do and then get the hell out of there. But the thing is, Eric wants to continue. He wants to make sure he gets everything. Mm -hmm. And Skull Cowboy keeps telling him, "Like, no, you gotta go.
1: Uh, You gotta go. Like, you were brought back for this and this alone. You're done.
0: You gotta go." But he continues and wants to finish it. And that's that's it.
1: I
2: I just want to know what.
0: And I know the Crow isn't too big of a like. It may not fit into the form of. The why nots, but we definitely got to do a crow. Why not? Oh, of course.
1: Oh, I think we should. I, I yeah. absolutely think we should. Yeah. Um, maybe we can double up in Halloween, uh, and have there, you know, Phil Phil do his and then we can do ours for Devil's Night. Yes. There you go. You yeah, that may
0: we'll actually be doing it. So, yeah,
1: no, it's my new favorite holiday. Nah. Yeah. Devil's
0: Night greeting cards. But off of that, and to wrap up, uh, this edition of Why Not, as we always say, even with World of Card having its mixed camps, its uh, divide and everything. As we always said before, if you have to ask uh, why to Robin Williams, you're listening to The Rock Show.
1: So this has been Josh. This has been Phil. It's been Nick. See you later. Shit. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't close it out. Yo.